before she went to America, um, I think they've been in America for a little over a week. Two weeks. Yeah. Anyway, two weeks ago, bought a Vita, uh, and I got I got a bunch of games uh, from Elise at the same time. So I played through Tearaway, which is fantastic. That game uses all of the Vita's features to great success. Um, and it, it had its moment where... So I knew nothing about the first Tearaway, because I'd played like 15 minutes of Tearaway Unfolded on the PS4, which... Like, it uses the touchpad on the on the controller, but that's really it, and I didn't get very far. Mm. So I was like, oh, well, I'll play Tearaway, because, like, it looks really cool, and it's, like, paper unfolding and stuff, which is, like, mm. always what students try to do when they do it terribly. It's not, <laughs> it's not easy to design all that stuff. Um, and then make it, like, performant, especially mm. to play on a reader. So it, you go through some options at the start of the game, and it's like, um, you know... Uh, pick up your character all that sort of stuff so you set up your character and then it's like uh, what size hands do you have big hands or small hands and it's got like two symbols and I'm like oh it's probably for the touch because I know it has touch already it's already taught me the touch so I'm like oh, I have big hands because I'm not a child because um, I figured it's there for children um, and then on the next one it's like oh pick the colour that's closest to your skin tone and I'm like okay so I picked, picked one that I think is closest to my skin tone and then as you're playing through the game like the first interaction you have is to touch the back touchpad mm -hmm. to like um, it's, it says like you know you hit the little thing on the thing but what it does is when you touch the back touchpad your fingers come up through the ground and like because it's matched to my skin tone I was just like what? <laughs> what is that? Did my fingers just come through this device? And it yeah. actually fooled me for a second and I was like nice they, they got me that's really cool and that's like one of the combat mechanics is to like uh, underneath the enemies to knock it away. Oh. Which is really cool. So it's like a Dark Souls sort of game. No, 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 not at all. Tearaway. Combat. Dark no. Souls. <laughs> it's like you just like punch them and they're like, well, hit them with your fingertips and they go. So, so Dan, how many games can you think of, say, you know how you, you got those gimmicks? Sorry, yeah. those features <laughs> on all consoles where, oh my god, the touchpad on the DualShock controller can do this. How many games can you think of that actually use those functions pretty well apart from Tearaway? Um, because I've always found it to be the fucking worst. Right. So well, you can't scroll on the map with this. You're like, I can do that with a, you know, analog stick as with well. With the the touchpad, I didn't, I m didn't mind it in like Detroit. Doing like <laughs> the swipe actions. <laughs> on Tinder, just on your phone. So. Um, but <laughs> otherwise, yeah, it's, it's always been there for either uses another button. Which is nice because then you don't have to map it to the start button. So you can have pause to start, but if you want to pull up a map, it's just always the middle thing. You do it with either finger. It's just so very large, and it feels very weird. Like the the for me, um, the, the feedback you get when you press it is so weird. It's like this, like like, it's so small, right? It's not like an actual button. No, it's like an actual button. If you click it, no, it's a button. It's got, it's got, le it's got yeah. left and right. No, but it's got that weird like, the, the the way the feedback you get when you touch it for me is very soft. It doesn't right. really feel like a button that you just press. It feels like this. Right. It's squishy. Yeah. yeah. It's like the the home button on the original 3DS. That thing is squishy. Right. Squishy. <laughs> right. right. Yikes. Uh, I think I've only ever used an XL. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think like peak peak gimmicky like mechanics are like a lot of games that were made on like the the Wii U. There were some games that used it really well, like the WarioWare one because yep. there was a game called uh fronks hmm. and you like you have your, the the touchpad and you have to turn it vertically 
and then you have it and you pull it back like a slingshot and you can right. aim it and then shoot the fronks oh. and you got to land it on little discs and each disc has like 50 points 20 points and there's one that's like a tower like and a if you land at the top it starts to like tip the tower and all of my friends would always just tip it on purpose and knock all the fronks off <laughs> oh it's such a good game that's like perfect use of like the touchpad or like there was one where like you're you're sneaking around a town stealing stuff and then everyone else has to look at the tv and try and find who you are mm. so you have to disguise yourself amongst all the other people yeah um that was really good use but then there's other times where it's like it'll be like a zelda game and they force you to use the touchpad to do something and it's just like this is just annoying like i'd rather just have a ui up on my screen um, I, I would hate being one of the designers for any company who goes okay we need a new feature not a gimmick <laughs> we need a feature and we need to force devs to use it in some kind of way yeah and then you're like oh god okay uh it's a touchpad and now it's a squishy button yeah well like the good the good thing that came out of the wii u was like the switch is obviously just like someone had the the gamepad for the wii u and was like can we make this a console and then they just did that yeah because it's like you could play you could actually play remote play with the the pad Mm. you could change it to like the main screen and go like sit in bed and play games on it Mm. Um, the range out. was pretty bad. The range was, yeah, not Before great. Before the battery ran out? No, the battery <laughs> was actually pretty good on yeah. it. Like, uh, I think Claire and I made it all the way through Splatoon 1 before the battery ran out. Oh, wow. Um, which was like, it was probably like five hours, six hours, constant play. Um, but yeah, no, I've, I've been enjoying my Vita. It has like a gyro and stuff in it as well. Uh, so whenever the gyro aiming things come up, I'm like, yes, please. Um, I'll tell you the feature that I use a lot on my PlayStation DualShock so I would have thought I used the touchpad quite a lot for the keyboard mm-hmm. actually found it quite nice and then I discovered that you can use the gyro to use the keyboard on PlayStation oh it's so oh, good oh is that good I've always it avoided so it it's so good oh maybe I should use it, that it makes it so easy to type <laughs> so what do you mean by that you can kind of aim so yeah you aim the you aim the controller but to move between all of that the is, buttons oh. and like it is so good. Like my typing has become like five times faster when I have to use it. Oh, there's so been a problem on consoles. How do you type? Yeah. Mind you, mind you, my TV, which is an LG, has the same system. Yeah. It's like. Yeah. But it's also got a pointer, like a like a Wii. Yeah. And the pointer is like it's actually so fucking jank, right? Because you're like. Or does it shake like the Wii used to? Mm, it's a little bit more accurate, but like the range is so so tight that if you do this, it just goes. <laughs> I mean, what we on our TV in here, we just put a keyboard, a keyboard, literally, <laughs> because we're just janked. Smart TVs, <laughs> in the nice. future. Plug a keyboard in. <laughs> you want to connect to your Wi-Fi? Plug a keyboard in. Um, yeah, Terraway was great. Uh, what else have been playing? Oh, I just started playing uh, Akiba's uh, Trip. Uh, Archibus strip uh, in on my on my Vita, uh, which is like it's a it's a game which is a little bit weird to play on the train because it's about stripping people in public in uh, Akihabara, and it's like really hard. <laughs> well, at least I'm struggling with it. Did you say really hard or really hard? H- hard. <laughs> really really hard. hard. Hot. 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 <laughs> hot. Hot. Um, but yeah, that, that's that's interesting. Um, you can like choose which which girl you want to go uh, partner with when you go out on patrols 
And I so I want to go with the guys as well. But no, but you can only take the girls. And I'm guessing it's because they've got endings. Like it's oh. it's a it's a that kind of game. Endings. So happy or sad? I'm guessing they're all going to be happy. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm playing that. What else have I been playing? Oh, I just um in my on my DS because uh, now now that uh, Claire is moved in, I am going through all of her DS games and playing them. So I picked up uh, Professor Layton oh, yeah. and the the Lost Future. Nice um, puzzles. So, puzzles. I mentioned that to you like two weeks back. As yeah, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've been doing that though. I be real careful because like. I put it in right as I was getting into bed to like play like while I was in bed, and puzzles. And before I knew it, it was four in the morning. Well, how did you predict the ending <laughs> of my story? I don't know, um, Dan. I know you. Yeah, and then I've I've been playing Neo. I, I spent all of Sunday playing Neo on, on PlayStation Four. Do you know um, Neo? I know of it vaguely. It's kind of like super edgy Sekiro. Yeah. Right. With like supernatural elements. Or more supernatural. More supernatural. <laughs> Sekiro, perfectly normal. No supernatural <laughs> yeah. elements. Nothing. Um, this one's more, yeah, focused around yokai and like Japanese folklore. Yeah. Ah, thank you for translating all the words. <laughs> it's yeah. real yokai, you know. <laughs> what? But yeah, it's pretty cool. It's, yeah. it's hard. It's definitely a challenge. Um, so Dan, you've played how many games in in the last few weeks? Like, is it four? I mean, it's been a long time since I've been on the podcast. It's been true. it's been five weeks since I've been on the podcast. Yeah. So it's probably it's more games you've played. Uh, probably, to be honest, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Mm. Mm. <laughs> no. Mm. <laughs> the the puzzles in Layton though, they're like really addictive, right? Yeah, I'm it's only, like really I'm, hard I'm to like, stop. I've gone through like 10, 10 or twelve puzzles. Mm. Like, um, Once you get to the harder ones, you're like, just a little longer. <laughs> yeah. Some of them, like, at least at the moment, like, they feel very basic. Uh, but now they're mm. just trying to trick me. Because, like, <laughs> someone's going to try this answer. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's make it an appetizing answer. But it's really it's really a gotcha. And that's what they've been so far. But, yeah. Well, that's when they're the good puzzles. When they're that deep that it's like they plan for, like, the, the ones that they think you'll do and then yeah. they still have room for like the actual solution mm. one of the ones that I did uh, that, that, that that got me good was um, it was a puzzle was you gotta go to work mm. uh, and you got a bus timetable for when buses leave from your home and when they leave from work <laughs> triggered um, <laughs> <laughs> the bus and never came it's, it's an hour travel time from home to work <clears throat> and an hour home and you have to do two hours of work. You have to be at work for two hours. Why bother coming in? Work from home. <laughs> and like it gave you like a bunch of times, and it was like there's none that really. You had to find the most optimal time to leave to go to work. And they they did a, a good gotcha, which was uh, you needed to think about not when a normal person would go to work, but when like the most optimal time would be to go to work. So I ended up being like, go to work at midnight and catch the, the 4 a.m. bus. <laughs> and I was like, oh. Never right. thought of that one. <laughs> Oof, that is the most optimal, but yes. Going to work at midnight. <laughs> the most sane? Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if you work night shift, if you work night shift, that's a real short shift. You spend just as much time traveling as you do at work. Mm. Yeah, that's usually night shift. It's like you work long hours for good pay. Yeah. For really good pay. <laughs> mm. 
It's um, usually really boring as well. Usually. I do I do think though that like after hearing you talk about the Vita, there's a lot of like good games on it. Yeah. Like it's definitely pretty underrated in like how many games there there are. Mm. Um definitely a lot of like Japan only or like Japan specific stuff, but there's still like a lot of pretty interesting stuff. How come how come it wasn't under the radar? Was it more su- successful outside of Japan? Um, I'm not sure. Maybe because like people felt burned by the PSP. Because a lot of people got the PSP, but then not many games came out for the PSP. Because it didn't do well enough. Because um, the PSP also had the issue of a lot of Japanese games came out, but never in the West. So then this the game pool for PSP was super small. Mm-hmm. So we only got like the big mainstay t- titles of like Final Fantasy, Wipeout, uh, Monster Hunter, Wipeout, a few racing games, a couple of smaller puzzle games, but. We didn't you really could watch movies on it. You could. I watched a lot of movies on my PSP. I watched Death Note on that. I went on a trip to Sydney. I loaded up Death Note onto it, and I just like watched it on the plane. Yeah. I think I watched it all in like two days. Wow. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I had my PSP when I went around Australia with my family, so I watched a lot of movies and stuff on it. Mm. <sighs> good concept. But yeah, PSP was pretty good as well. Yeah. It was so heavy as well. Remember how heavy it was. Mm. Yeah, that was like I had the, I had the white wine and I was, <laughs> first time I got it, I was like, "It's handheld, but it's like, damn, it's mm. hefty." Put it in my pocket. I'm like, "No, it's going in my." It bag. felt so like premium as opposed to like the, because I guess I would have had like, a Game Boy Advance or like a Nintendo DS, but it felt so like premium, Solid, like and bulk. it like had that huge widescreen on it. Mm. Like, yeah. Damn. Remember the 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 joystick with the the grip on it? Yeah. Yeah, it was Tiniest. it was like a flat. Stick. Yeah, it didn't yeah. have an actual stick. It was like, oh, this hurts. It hurts so good. <laughs> yeah, I think there was only like one game that I had that used it. Oh, I had this terrible uh, Dead oh, Zone game on it that was like a top-down dual sh- dual stick. Like you would run and then aim with the left stick, but I would have to like cramp my hand to play it, and it was really janky. I oh. think, but I think it was the only game I had on it, so I just pl- I just played the shit out of it. Yes, I I remember having the exact same thing with. Uh, Medal of Honor Heroes, I think, because it was like you moved with the D-pad, but you also aimed with the stick, which was right below the D-pad, yeah, because there's nothing yeah, yeah. on the right hand side except for the main button. <laughs> so it was like, yeah, you'd have this weird claw grip as you're like running through the streets, and, like, <laughs> and like they never used the the right buttons except for like using items, I think, or swapping weapons and yep. jumping. They should have just done like a southpaw thing where they make the the buttons on the right movement mm. and the one on the left. Yeah, they probably had that option in the menu. Goodness, I, I remember that being kind of jank. But yeah. I think the most most I spent on that console was Monster Hunter. You know, I, I played like probably two hundred hours of that maybe. That game was pretty dope. I think for me it was uh, Wipeout twenty forty nine. I spent hundreds of hours on this game until mm. I realized that they released it again on PS four or three. I was yeah. like, hey, it's the exact same game. <laughs> Literally, no no texture update, no music oh, update. Yeah. And then they updated it again for PS4, and it was the exact same game with an extra track. And I was like, how many times, how many copies of this game do I have? About oh. four. It's the same oh, game. Yeah. <laughs> the Skyrim of Wipeout games. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, otherwise, that's all the games I've been playing. Oh, I've played all the way through 999 and... <laughs> Virtue's Last Reward, so from the Zero Escape series. I haven't played Zero Time Dilemma, which is the final one yet. Mm. Uh, but I'm going to take a break. I'm going to take a break because I'm uh, kind of sick of doing room escapes. Not going to lie. 
So how many games is that recently, Dan? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> I think I I've, I've played two recently. Yeah. Echo and Han Showdown. I mean, yeah, but you spend time not playing video games. I don't. I play on the train. That's true. I play when I get home. I play on the weekend. Dan. Uh, someone says, hey Dan, want to go to brunch? I say, nah. <laughs> 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 Playing Zero nah. Escape. <laughs> nah, I, yeah, I just play a lot of games. Dan, Twin Peaks isn't going to watch itself. Oh, I've been watching Lost. But I've been doing that while I've been playing things. Cause like, oh, okay. That it's like the count. N- You've seen that eight times. Yeah, yeah <laughs> this, this is my ninth time through, so it's like... Oh, you actually oh, seen it eight times. <laughs> yeah, next year will make the tenth year that I've watched Lost. So I'll watch it cool. once a year. Can, yeah. you, can you voice any of the dialogue yet? Or is it too long in between Jack. viewings? It, it's kind of in between viewings, but okay. I, I can voice some of it. <laughs> nice. I, I haven't been playing that much. I'm still kind of on Moonlighter. I've just been like chipping away at that every few weeks. I'll play like a few hours at a time. Um, it's good. It's... It's nice playing a game that like seems like it's gonna go full roguelike, but then it just like kind of chills out yeah. mm-hmm. and lets you just play it, because it, it's like, there's a foreseeable end to this, so I'm like keen keen to commit to it. Um, Monster Hunter, on, on the other hand, doesn't really seem like there's an end, but I'm happy to keep playing it because it's just so fun. Mm. Like I'll I've just been like playing it nonstop, and like, the amount of stuff just keeps like, things just keep appearing. There's like a Witcher themed event that I want to do where like they did like a whole mission storyline but you play it out as Geralt and it's played as if you were in The Witcher. Oh yeah. Where you right. can do dialogue choices and hunt Witcher monsters and stuff. Yeah. It's kind of like the um, um, Assassin's Creed Festival in Final Fantasy. Remember that? Kind uh, of, yeah. Maybe. Where you pretend to be an assassin. Um, so I'm keen to do that. Yeah. Which one? Uh, 15... Um. I've only been I've only played uh, the pocket edition of fifteen, and it seems like it was a good abridged version Big of the story because like there was no side quests. So it, oh, there, was, there was like two side quests, and the rest was just playing through the main story. It's super basic. Nice. Still had like act- action combat, but it was definitely dulled down. <laughs> <laughs> pocket edition. No, hey. <laughs> In terms of getting my Final Fantasy fix for a story that was like pretty mad. Yeah. Like the best part of that game was driving and you got to do do that in the pocket edition. And the you thing, the thing about 15 is I haven't beaten it yet. Right. And I'm like I think I'm about halfway or 3 quarters of the way, which I've heard is like the best part of the game. Yeah. So all I have is great memories of that game. Like people are like, "Man, that game fucking it end the ending is trash. I hate that game." Mm. And I'm just like, "All I, I just I had a great time playing that game." It's almost like not finishing the game, I was better off. Because all mm. I think about is driving around with the boys, yeah. camping with the boys, yeah. fighting with the boys, and it's just like, it's just a chill, chill experience. But I guess I heard that like this, the, the, the final half of the game is just like, it's as if they got like a completely different design designer to make the other half of the game. Because mm. it's just like the first half is fully open really fun interesting combat and then apparently the other half is just like Final Fantasy 13 all over again where it's like just hallways <sighs> and fighting droves of enemies which well they kept that for the pocket edition 
Because <laughs> it's very much the same in the pocket edition. Oh. The first half of the game, you sort of wander around these big spaces and like you get in the car and you drive with people. It's such and a then, shame. And then, uh, yeah, about probably not even the halfway point, it just mm. turns into corridors. Hi, Nick. Hi, Hello. Welcome to the podcast. Callum never hit transition. What? <laughs> hey! <laughs> no. I mean, as long as you're recording, right? You got sound on. How do I yeah. do it? So, oh it's my tr- god. So thanks, stream, for letting us know that we never. Yo, we never on the yo, it's your voice. Thanks, Nick. Nice. Thanks. I was just checking in. I was like, oh. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Um, stream is starting nice. soon. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, welcome to the Samurai Punk podcast. Let's start all over <laughs> oh, again. Shit. Here's what I've been playing. No. <laughs> um, At least I unmuted the mic. Yeah, no, I, I think, uh, yeah, because like 15 had a whole bunch of issues. It did change designer a few times, didn't it? It got delayed like three I or four times. So Final it got Fantasy, delayed many times. Yes. Final Fantasy for me is this huge monolith of a franchise. I've only like graced the surface once and I was like... I hate what I'm seeing. <laughs> right. I am not interested. Which ones have you played? Um, which one? I think it was eight. Eight. I think it was eight. No, yeah. it's it's one where you, you have like a some kind of hot hot air balloon or some kind of ship that you drive around. Lots of cliffs, lots of chocobos, and uh, I think that could be any of you, you pirates. Four, five, six, seven, pirates. Eight, nine. I don't know. PlayStation One. PlayStation 1? Yeah. Might be 8 then. Oh, no. It might be 6. Was it six. Was it 3D? Yes. Mm. Mm. Maybe it was like 8 then. Lots of girls wearing kind of like... Did it have a character with like blonde hair? And yes. Ah, 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 Yes. Ah. Yeah, that one. That's 9, right? Or is it X? <laughs> it's not X. <laughs> yeah, X, X was definitely on 2. Um, you know what stopped me? What? I got into a fight and I was like... Wait, yeah, what, what do you mean I can't... Wait, it's turn-based. Oh, no, it's like playing chess. This Fuck one, that. right? Right. Yes, that's the one. Oh, wait, so you played 10. That's a on little... PS2. Wait, no, I think... On PS2? I thought it was a girl. Yeah, it's that one. Uh, that's <laughs> I mean, X2. it's a Final Fantasy guy, so... No, 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 no but... Uh, yeah, that, that kind of outfit, like the weird... Nineties. Look up, look up uh, 8 or 9. But, um... Well, will you try and... Wait, what were you trying to do? You're in the hot air balloon. So you, you, oh. you drive your ship around, you go t- from city to city. Oh, maybe it was maybe it was 10-2. Because 10-2 is where you're a lot more free. Because uh, it technically takes place after 10. And it's kind of like a a spin-off game. Because it's not... Right. Is it's it that one? That one, yep. That's oh. what one. Yeah, it was 10-2. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, 10-2 is a weird one. Um, because it is... It bases a lot of the things that happen in that game off of you having previous knowledge of playing ten, right. and ten is like a huge game. Right. Like I'm not even shitting you. Like even like the speed runs, which skip so much and have a bunch of glitches, still take like twelve hours or something like that. Because cool. it's like <sighs> they're just massive games, mm. um, and if you're playing them casually, they like I think ten took me like hundred hundred forty hours or something oh. like that. It's a big big Damn. slog. Final um. Fantasy's always been, like, interesting to me at a surface level, but a lot of the time when I delve into it, it's not as interesting as it seems, at least to me. Mm. Like, it, I always, like, expect to be having a better time, but most of the time, once I'm into it, I'm like, eh, it's okay, I guess. Mm. That was like me in Kingdom Hearts. 
I like wanted to love it so bad and every time I started it I was like oh okay maybe I can just enjoy it from afar but mm. never actually engage in it fake gamer yeah fake fake gamer <laughs> that's understandable although I do highly recommend Chain of Memories in terms of interesting game design I've heard so many differing opinions on Chain of oh, Memories because some people are like this game sucks well <laughs> yeah if you're coming straight from Kingdom Hearts 1 it's totally different because it's now yeah. a card based system and you can't mash because if you mash you will die um, it's mm. more about it's more about like actually playing almost Uno in a way <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like action Uno it's, it's interesting action um, Uno I think any game that asked uh, when I was younger any game that was like oh hey you gotta involve yourself with the mechanics and learn them and master them I was like no. I don't even think you have to master I'm like, these. I'm here for fun. Remember fun? I'm here for that. Were, you a, any... were you a tutorial skipper? Oh, yeah. I was just like, yes, just want to have fun. <laughs> Fuck you. But that's why games like, I don't know, Borderlands or anything that doesn't require any thinking. Like, even GTA, you're like, it's no thinking. You just go around and, like, push people out of the way. <laughs> run kids over. Like, no thinking. Yeah. And then yeah, I got to yeah, Final yeah. Fantasy and it's like... Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. It's combat, but there's, like, menus and shit? <laughs> no, fuck that. I want to Yeah, I also guess it depends on what you've come from before as well. Yeah. Because, like, if you, if you just played, like, an action RPG or anything where you have such free will and then you come to something where combat is turn-based... I think what I played before that was Spyro on the PS2. And then right. I tried that on my cousin's PS1. Yeah. And I was like, oh. That's just, like, the, the gameplay speed is just, like, slowed right yeah. down mm. to... To a snail's pace, which I guess it can be interesting sometimes. Sometimes it like is just a bit boring. Um, but the new Final Fantasy, yeah. Final Fantasy VII, that looks really fun because it's like a mix of real time and turn based, right? Uh, it's Great. I think it's all real time, but it's okay. like you can still like swap between into like yeah. magic and stuff like that. Because last night they actually they did a public release of the Final Fantasy VII remake uh, demo. demo. Yeah. Saw that pop up. Um, hear lots of pretty cool things about that. Mm. It looks mm. cool. Um, mm. Is that going to be on next gen as well? No, they'll definitely do it. So I have, I have a pretty good theory that like when they release, because like all of these games are still PS4, right? Yeah. So like even like The Last of Us Two and stuff that have been delayed, uh, PS4. But there is no way they don't have PS5 kits and have it running on a PS5. Mm. So I'm guessing what they'll probably do is do a separate release. Although they did just announce. Uh, PlayStation was doing a like a, it's like they called it, called it like new new experience plus or something like that. Some shitty name for essentially if you buy it on PS4 you get it on PS5. Because essentially the what's the catch? Is it more expensive? I don't think it's more expensive. I think they just know that where the games are currently landing at the moment mm. is there's a lot of games that are for both. Yeah, uh, and they they don't want to ask people to buy it on both because that's just not going to be a good uh, Wipe launch. Wipeout doesn't care about that. Yeah, Wipeout doesn't care. <laughs> um, they, they don't want to have a bad launch, I think, especially mm. with all of their first-party stuff. But yeah, I, I mean, recommend with the new ones coming out, it's like they're going to move consoles as well. So if someone's like, I mean, I don't have to buy Final Fantasy again, so why not, why not yeah. buy another console? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, the... Yeah, like all of the rumors and stuff are really true about how much backwards compatibility it has. 
mm. than having one console that can play your PS5, PS4, and PS3 games, and maybe even more. Because um, like the rumors cool. were that it could go back to PS1 games, which would be insane if they could do that. Imagine the catalog of games you could access. Yeah, thousands. Would it, it run games. like shit though? What? Because would it, would it be like an actual piece of hardware for it, or would it? No, be I'm guessing what it would do is it would emulate it probably. Because usually when you emulate stuff, half the games run like ass, or they have like <coughs> technical issues, like sound doesn't play, videos don't play. I think the way they'll probably do it is like, there's there's a lot of games like on the PlayStation Three store you can buy PS Two and PS One games. Yeah. And then on like the P the PS Four you can only buy PS Four games. So I feel like on the PS Five maybe they'll open it back up mm. and be like. All of the previous ones that are on the PlayStation Store, you can buy, and then if you have a disc of it, then you can use it, right? Yeah, that would make sense. Quite possibly. Because cool. um, oh yeah, maybe that. So it, technically, it's using the digital version of the game, but yeah. if you have a disc, you get it for free, kind of thing. Maybe. Can you imagine? That would be like, that'd be huge. Mm. If they pull it off, everyone would be like, "Oh my god, Sony." I love you, Sony. They probably won't, though. Yeah, no. I don't think they will. <laughs> I don't think they will. They might have five, four, three, though. No, they'll they'll be like, oh, we have backwards compatibility, and everyone's like, yeah, and then they're like, oh, but the console costs like eight hundred dollars, and everyone's like, what the fuck? <laughs> just like flips the table, yeah. just immediately one eighty. Because I mean, that's it. The news at the moment, right? Because they couldn't, they it was going to cost them essentially like four hundred and fifty dollars or something to actually make the console. Mm. So. So it it's going to be sold. a PS3 again, where the, the first the first adopters are going to be spending quite a bit of money. Maybe. I don't know if they'll make that mistake again. How much was the PS4 when that came out? Launch? Five? Like 500, right? Yeah. 499 US. And then when they did like the, Which at the, the, time was the like one terabyte one, it was quite expensive as well. Actually, it was 450. 450 or 550 I think it might have been 450 USD, USD. Yeah. and then at the time that came out that was like 499 for us mm. I don't think it was a huge step up because the now it's going to be what screwed about <laughs> if it's like 499 USD that's what 700 and 760 oh, for us yeah. now it's like, mm, I'm buying a new computer it'll be expensive mm. yeah it would be cheaper to buy build like a budget gaming PC that could even run like yeah, I mean, technically, still $750 for a PS5 is still cheaper than building a PC that can run those games. Mm. Yeah, but then you can do other things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true, that's true. Read your emails. Like, budget PCs but, are getting real good. Yeah. And, like, I keep seeing a lot of headlines about, like, Radeon GPUs are starting to overtake NVIDIA and stuff. And Radeon's quite cheap to, mm. buy, to buy, like, a CPU and GPU because they've always been, like, the... Marketed as like a budget alternative. Yeah. I'm not sure if they're they're overtaking per se or if they've just sort of caught up again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they've always struggled because they have to sell at a cheaper price, but then they don't have as much money to then invest in <laughs> upgrade and stuff. Mm, mm. And then Nvidia's real mean with all of their like game dev tactics, where they release kits that make the games run better on Nvidia. Yikes. Like, like PhysX. Yikes. Remember PhysX? Yep. Remember that <laughs> sweet... Remember right. when it destroyed your computer? Yeah, it destroyed your computer, but also, yeah, if you had anything that wasn't an NVIDIA GPU, it would even more destroy your computer. Oh. I remember people playing um, the Tomb Raider reboot and being like, oh, turn on hair physics. 
Oh, <laughs> oh the <laughs> game works, yeah. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, it's the same with Witcher. Those frames, they look beautiful. There's only two of them per second, but they're beautiful. Mm. I remember starting up Witcher 2 for the first time on, like, my gaming laptop or something. And up until then, I could run pretty much everything on, like, Ultra. And I'm like, yeah, I can run this on Ultra. And then I started up, and it's, like, three frames a second. <laughs> and I'm, like, going out, like unticking all the boxes <laughs> and then I just like I kept on what a great them. new user experience because <laughs> the the settings for Witcher 2 they're like it's like this long yeah. oh wow because it's just like every single setting because I don't know Cause they gotta get people grid. choice <laughs> yeah. you gotta give the players all the choices they all don't know the what choice. it means what's mm. what's SSAO who cares <laughs> ticket who cares I had that with um, Dragon Age Inquisition I played it on my Mac yeah, and as soon as you got into a cinematic, it was like, uh, 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 oh, crash. really? Yeah, Damn. gameplay was fine. It run like solid thirty, but cinematics, holy shit! Like in-game cinematics, wow. it got to like fifteen to twenty. Yeah, there was always those games that like the game runs fine, but then when it runs the cinematic, it's like fifteen frames a second, and like the audio would keep going, yeah. and, and then like, they'd be like moving really slow. So you'd hear like an explosion and then 10 seconds later you'd see it but there'd be like no sound or something. Because <laughs> the sound's been hit. Yeah, yeah. No, I think, I think it skipped frames that it couldn't do so it would just kind of... It would match but then you'd see like a frame of an explosion and then just a character looking in that direction and then you see like people running around and still <laughs> frame you're like, oh, I guess something's happening. you got to fill the gap with your imagination, you know? It's like yeah. reading a book. And then, you, then it turns out that's what the cinematics are actually like. <laughs> <laughs> got pranked got pranked I was actually shocked by like how good the in-game cinematics for Death Stranding were it's like instant changeover and they're like really high poly models like high detail do you know what I'm talking about? yeah I, I don't know if they've, they've swapped them I reckon the LODs are just there and you just notice it more I don't know I mean it's pretty close up of, of Norman Reedus' face you, you played um yeah the LOD probably just ticks over when you're really really close you played un- un- Uncharted? Remember Uncharted? No. That, yeah. you can tell the difference, because as soon as they swap to a cinematic, you're like, whoa, everything's so smooth. Wow, they have more hair. This is weird. Mm-hmm. But then you don't, you don't really notice it until you pay attention to it, because it's third person anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're so far. When you do get close to them, you're like, I guess that's what they look like. No, that is not what they look like. <laughs> I think the in-game poly, poly model is like 30,000 polys. Right. And for cinematics, it's like 70,000. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn. And then they have those weird shady Seventy thousand. Are you saying? To, are you telling me that Nathan Drake? Oh yeah. Has yeah, less, po- less polys than that one that contracted delivered to us. The keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> and one took longer than the other. <laughs> um, yeah. Cool. Cool. Is it cool. Metacritic cool. time? Cool. 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 Would you guys like to do some Metacritic game? Yes. Oh, I, got I, some, I got some zingers for you. You got some zingers? I do. We got, uh, is, is that a joke because we're checking the Metacritic of uh, the dating sim with... No, Kim, but I could, I could pull what, that up at the end. KFC dating game? That would be the last one. I've got, I've got five games. Uh, all of them are like relatively new, and I feel like we'll know most of them. The first one being uh, Dreams. PlayStation 4. Wait, we've had that last week. Did you? Yes. Huh? Yeah, we had that last week. Do you remember? Oh, the, the week before, sorry. Do I remember? No, but it was high. How high? Like, pretty high. I think it was like 85? Oh, yeah. I reckon, I reckon 89 or 90. 
89. Yeah, 89. Something like that. Yeah, it's 89. Yeah. 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 I didn't know. <laughs> I wasn't in the podcast. Uh, the next one is, is One Punch Man, a hero nobody knows. Haven't heard mm. of it. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon 77. What console? Uh, I think it's on like PlayStation 4. Mm. It's like, it's and one of those, uh, like the fighting games where you can like run around. So like Dragon Ball Z or... Like Dragon Ball Z or like the Naruto Shippuden, like yeah. those uh, ones. Ultimate Ninja Warrior. Yeah, yeah. 80, no. 78. 59. Oh! <laughs> yeah. Oh! Hard time. So these games... Hard times. These games get pumped out. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. And they, I think they all use the same engine. Yeah. Because there's another game uh, for My Hero Academia. Yeah. He- it's like My Hero One's Justice or yeah. something. Pretty much identical. Like, a lot of the, like, there's probably, like, a One Piece game that uses the same engine as well. Right. And, like, yeah. I think all they really have to do is, like, make the environments from, like, the anime. So there's not really any concepting involved. They just translate it to 3D. And then they'll just they'll just make like the character models and then work out what moves they have and then like I know it's like a lot harder in re- in, yeah. re- in reality but it's but I it's think they they template these things out it's very templated yeah um awful fifty nine I mean it's still higher than fifty yeah it's still an above it's, it's average not a terrible game, game. like yeah. it's still worth playing. fifty is not average yeah unfortunately um, it was a very lean it's the worst game ever. <laughs> Do either of you know the game Space Channel Five? Oh wait, 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 wait! Is that the one of the the journalist and she sings or dances or whatever? I'll 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 pull up what Space Channel Five is. Do you remember that? That was on PS One. It's a dancing game. It is a dancing game. Yes, that Space one. Channel Five. Wait, originally the, the, on the Dreamcast. Oh my the goodness! Gun. They made a remake of it. So Space Channel Five yeah. VR. What oh, do you think it got? Forty. There we go. Space Channel 5 VR. Oh my god, the speakers and everything. Yeah. This is a classic. This this is like a, a cult classic. So what do you think 40, Space Channel 5 VR got? 42. I'm going to say... I'm going to err on the side of... They did an alright VR remake. Because the VR reviewers are all excited for new VR games. So they're like, wow, let's new say, content. Let's say 65, yeah. That's, okay, let's say 50. Let's uh-huh. say 50. Let's let's have a look at some gameplay. Oh god. What do we got? Gotta, gotta oh, so you screen. gotta like copy their moves? Yeah. Huh. Oh wow. You actually have to do the dancing. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. So what what were your votes? That's sixty five. Sixty. 65. Make that a sixty. Okay. Uh Space Channel 5 VR got 52. Oh, shit! So it was closer before. Suck it. Suck it, Space above Channel 5 <laughs> VR. Hey, you got beaten by One Punch Man. Above average game. Oof. Literally. Just above. Just, just above midway. It's no, it's no Just Dance. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the review. That's just, uh, IGN, it's no Just Dance. Um, also, we've got Hunt Showdown. I don't know if you did this yet. No. Okay, Hunt Showdown. Uh, so been, I know playing this in the office. I know it has forty thousand very positive reviews Ooh. on Steam. It's a lot of reviews. Yeah, it is. Th- how much is, would that be? Like 
boring enough feeling plays or something. I'd be interested, like, mm. the what the concurrent players are in comparison to, like, PUBG or something. Mm. But you know what's, what's well, weird? Check, check Steam does have the concurrent players. It's actually kept to 12 players per round. Per round, yeah. You get multiple sessions. Yeah, but... Wait, so there's three squads in, in an area? No, because... When you play, if you play solo, yeah. you can be uh, randomly assigned to a partner yeah. or two partners, and you can choose to play against teams of three or whatever mixed. You can also say I don't want to play against teams of three people because it's not fair. But if how I'm do you get myself. twelve in a session then? It just kind of matches. Okay, everyone's solo or two teams of two, and Probably. then the remainder of the results solo players. Not quite as big as, big as I expected. Yeah. Fourteen thousand all-time peak. Okay. 11,024 hour peak. Huh. And mm. then PUBG is 57,000 an hour a day. <laughs> Jesus. PUBG. Um, um, I'm going to go 85. 78. 78. Oh, shit. Damn. Yeah. Dan is a fortune teller. I wonder, I wonder what the, the letdowns of that was. Like, why is it not a 90? I reckon it's just, it's probably not super replayable. The, well, currently there is... It's basically a huge map, right? Yeah. But every time you play it, it's the same map, except you spawn in a slightly different area. Oh, is it always that one? Yes. I thought there was, like, multiple. No, no, but the map is enormous. Right. But the, the right. thing is, like, from what I understand, when you started the um, at the start of the game from level 1 to, like, 20, yeah. you always spawn in the same left corner of the map, uh-huh. and it basically swaps no time at daytime. So it's it's very repetitive in that sense. Huh. Also, it is incredibly hard to level up in this game because you'll walk around, a single mistake, and you're just gone. And you're like, oh, I had to wait five minutes to get a session. And uh, I got real frustrated on the weekend trying to play because I was like, oh, got disconnected. Right. Can't, can't use letters. That can't, sucks. Can't escape the level because it's um, based on a, a world space like exit. Yeah. So you walk there and the game is like, not registering you, you can't leave. Then you force quit the session and the game's like, are you cheating? I'm like, no. <laughs> I tried to leave the, the right way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 78. Mm. Um, last well. one. Darksiders Genesis. Oh, this is, Genesis? The, this is the action RPG. Like mm. the action top-down Diablo. Oh, like a Diablo Darksiders. <sighs> I have not heard of that. Yeah. It's, I'm going to say... They had a booth at PAX last year. The art is amazing. Oh, it's very. Uh, yes, 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 yes. I reckon. I reckon. Very uh, nice. People, I think it's people seem to be saying it's okay, but knowing reviewers, the ones that will get the Metacritic, they probably would have been a bit more lenient on it as well because it's from a series they're quite familiar with. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna say it got an eighty-six. Eighty-two. Got a seventy-eight. Ooh. So okay. pretty not decent. Not as lenient as I thought. It's like an eight out of ten, but yeah. still like still still a few caveats. Um, what was caveats? Caveats. What what was the other the other game we were gonna search up? Oh, oh the, the the um, please date me, Colonel Sanders. What oh was the, oh uh, yeah. Um, um, please date me. Because it was um, because <laughs> it was a uh, KFC dating sim. Yeah, because. Talented zinger. Yeah. Got a few zingers. Um, <laughs> uh, I need to not look at the screen just in case the, the Metacritic shows up. Sorry, Dan. Drown yourself in my eyes. Drown in the ocean of my eyes. Uh, no. I'm right here, Dan. Don't look at the ceiling. I'm right here. You're not good. 
Damn. But are you verified in the eyes of God? I'm not even verified on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. That's a very polarizing... I'm going to give you three scores. Alright? Three scores. You need to give me the critic score on Metacritic. Yeah. The user score on Metacritic. Yeah. And then the Steam review percentage. Oh. Okay. Ooh. Okay, Steam... Knowing Steam, those fucking trolls, it's going to be like 80 plus. Oh, yeah, easy. I'm going to say 85. Okay. Metacritic reviews, I'm going to go 65. And Metacritic users, I'm going to go 75. Okay. It's pretty, right. Yeah, it's pretty close. User, user scores on, on Steam. I reckon... 92. I reckon, yeah, I reckon 92. <laughs> and then... Because there'll be a lot of gags in there, right? Yeah. Uh, and then they'll be like upvoted and stuff. Um, and then user reviews on Metacritic, they tend to get bombed as well. But I don't, I don't know if they would have gotten it as much. So I reckon like, like yeah, seventy nine, seventy nine, eighty. And then the actual Metacritic, I reckon, was like fifty one. You're like two percent off each of them. Oh wow. Oh, yeah, I think the critic score was fifty percent on Metacritic the user score on Metacritic was 78 and then the Steam reviews was 90% oh so, so predictable 1% oh, <laughs> off every single one <laughs> that was like really close yeah, yeah. it's pretty interesting though because the critics are like mm, no, this is not good <laughs> I d this is no <laughs> and then the, all the players are like oh this is great I love it but it's one of those things right get Wait. the data from a chicken <laughs> when I was wanted to date him a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things, right, where if you're, say, you're a movie critic. Yeah. And then a fucking, a, a troll of a movie comes out and you're like, okay, this is clearly made to appeal to, oh, Transformers. I don't know. Chances are audiences are going to be like, oh my God, it's the fucking best movie, 10 out of 10. <laughs> Reviews are going to be like, it's fair, whatever. It's yeah. a movie, 50. Audiences are like, 100%, 102%. Fucking good. Yeah, I guess because like <laughs> average, it's, it's a hard one, right? Because as a critic, you, if, especially in a scoring sense, like mm. ones where you have like, what, like five, five centimeters by not even five centimeters, like two centimeters by three centimeter block on a newspaper to say what your review is of a movie that's coming out. Yeah. And then on a website, you know, people are never going to read the top line, so you have a one one line punch and, and then the read rating. Mm. It's kind of like, well, you don't want to do them just service because it's like do I review this properly and say no this is a bad film because of X even though no one's going to be read because of X but then very few people would read it yeah anyway. so like the best way to like get proper reviews of things is like people writing like video essays essentially of some about a topic to be like look this movie is like objectively bad but like in this context of when you watch it with like some mates or like you know in when you're feeling down or whatever it's got redeeming qualities or mm. things that make it enjoyable even though it's trash it's like now the the room is, is like a, it's a guilty pleasure it's like no so inbuilt into like pop culture now that it's just known as a bad film but people still want to watch it yeah, but they want to watch it because it's bad, because it's that yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's enjoyable because you're usually watching with somebody. You don't ever sit there and be like, I want to watch The Room by myself. <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever heard anyone no. explain yeah. that in the middle of a room. No. There's definitely like, 
there's definitely those movies that are like they'll be unanimously like a two out of ten, mm. but then every now and then someone's like, oh I love that movie. I know it's trash, but I'll, I watch it like all the time, like out of Kangaroo Jack or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> random movie that you know is trash, but someone will watch it all the time because mm. they just. And you are insane. <laughs> um, should we should we tie it up? Yes. For the week? Yeah, we can tie it up. Cool. Um, um, yeah. Thanks for watching. If if anyone is still watching, um, <laughs> uh, we'll be back on Thursday for a, a gaming stream or whatever we decide to do. Um, but until then, yeah, yeah. ta ta. Thanks for watching. All, all of my lost fanboys show up in Discord. <laughs> Bye. Bye. God damn it. This is like a channel. I think the stream dropped for a bit in the middle there. Did it? Yeah, because I saw it say we reconnected. Oh, man. The only person watching us was like, my internet sucks, I have to go. Bye. I have a question. Is, um...